Good evening, everyone. Episode 9-3. I am having a pretty good night. I'm pretty excited. Things are good. We have a great hockey game coming on tonight. The Colorado Avalanche are playing. That's why I'm doing a recording. I won't be going live tonight because hockey is life, and it always takes precedent, and it always will. So if there's ever an Avalanche game on, you know that I will not be going live or possibly not recording some nights, depending upon what time the game starts. So anyway, I digress. What are we going to do tonight? Well, we're going to talk about some interesting things as always, and that's what we do here. But I specifically want to talk about the media. And it's been a while since I've done an episode on the media, and I I really want to be clear. And this is for the people who say, well, the media is honest, and they're the fourth estate, and they deserve to be trusted. And I want to let you know and show you some examples tonight why they absolutely can't be. So we're going to make some comparisons to Nazi Germany, which I don't take lightly. I don't appreciate people calling anyone a Nazi. And I'm certainly not saying that the liberal media and even the conservative media are Nazis, but they're doing some things that are very similar. And when we draw a line of delineation from point A to point B, we see some commonalities that are extremely disturbing. And we're going to talk about those tonight. So if you aren't convinced, I think you will be if you stick around. Um, want to talk a little bit about Monk's Barbecue. And not that I have a sponsor, but I think it's important to talk about local business. We'll do that. And then um, talk about Maxine Waters, my least favorite person in the world. And um, when it comes to the voice, sound is extremely important to me. And that lady's voice is like nails on a chalkboard. Speaking of Nazis, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I know my video is not going to work. I didn't fix it. You know how I've been doing it and it doesn't work? I didn't fix it tonight. I usually fix it. I didn't do it. We'll see if I can make it work. Maybe, just maybe, I can pull the rabbit out of the hat. We'll see. So, uh, Nazi Germany. Adolf Hitler is talking to his generals, and they're like, listen, we're going to expand another division into Germany and bring more Nazi soldiers there. And and Hitler's like, nine, nine. You know, he doesn't want to spend money on the rain gear, and it's expensive, and it costs a lot of money. And he's like, listen, I, I, I don't want to send them to Russia. It's very, very expensive. We don't have a lot of money anymore. And let's save some money by not providing rain gear. Is it still snowing there? And his generals go, nine, nine, Adolf. It's uh, just a little hail, Hitler. crack myself up. Nothing like a good Nazi joke to start the evening. Good evening, everybody. It's wonderful to have you here. Matthew from Don't Unfriend Me, as I said, and it is episode 9393. Matthew Spear is my name, and making you laugh or get frustrated and upset or unfriending me is my game. What do we do here? Well, we talk a little bit about everything, politics, current events, music, sports, or whatever is on my mind. And then We kind of just make some points, and you either agree or disagree, but either way, all I ask is in the end, just please don't unfriend me. You can find me here on all these wonderful social media sites and follow me. Facebook predominantly is where I live and breathe, and it would be nice if you could give me a like, follow, share, and subscribe. We are 
killing it. We're over 4,300 likes and follows. That is amazing. Keep it up. We're about to hit 5K, and I have a bet that it's going to be hard to do by the first, but we very well could get at least halfway there. So please keep sharing, liking, subscribing, and do all that type of stuff. I'm sorry I had a little bit of a, a dinner back up there, and I will tell you why. But before we do that, well, actually, no, we'll do that now. Why not? Monk's Barbecue, what is it? I'm wearing the hat. The, the 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 restaurant was nice enough to give me one. Of course, I may have went in there and greased the wheels and said I have a podcast, video cast, which is growing, and we want to talk about you guys tonight. Now, listen, I have eaten barbecue, and this isn't an endorsement. I just, or it's not a commercial. I'm not getting paid for this. So this is coming from my heart and stomach. I just got back about 10 minutes ago, and I have had barbecue in California. I've had barbecue in Texas, Louisiana, up and down the East Coast, West Coast, Mid, West, everywhere. There's, I, I really have pretty much eaten barbecue in, in close to 36, 37 states. I've had it overseas, and it's not the same, but I love good barbecue. But I don't, I'm not in love with barbecue. It's not like a Dave Portnoy and pizza thing. I just enjoy it, but I have never had barbecue that truly knocks me on, off my feet like a good ribeye does. So I prefer, you know, charcoal and just steaks and things of that effect. But I and brisket isn't my favorite. I, I think sometimes it's 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 undercooked, overcooked. Uh, sometimes people mess with the flavor too much. It, it doesn't have enough salt to it. It has more of a vinegary taste. And I, I'm just not a huge fan. However, I've had some very good barbecue where none of that is true. And I will tell you that Monk's Barbecue beats every single one of them hands down. If the greatest restaurants in Houston were eights and nines. This is most assuredly a 10. I will give all my Texas people, and there's the flag over my shoulder, a challenge. When you come out here, you can stay at my house. I'll take you to Monk's, and you'll say the same thing. It is the most delectable, delectable, delectable food I've ever had in my life. The potatoes, the mac and cheese, the baked beans, the cornbread with pudding in the middle, and it's actually baked into the cornbread. It's ridiculous. It's horrible for me. And of course, I got the smaller platter. I'll go work it off and run. But I will tell you, it is fantastic. It's in Percival, Virginia. They're opening up a few other places. And if we can get them some business, I will tell you, they were balls to the wall crowded. I mean, I have never, I mean, they were all socially distanced, but every table was full. There was a line of 20, 30 people, and they have been this way throughout COVID. It is simply the best barbecue. Great atmosphere. They have live music. And that is my five-minute recap, or however long it was, on Monk's Barbecue. So to the Monk's people, thank you. I appreciate you. I'll tag you in the video. Go and see them. It's worth a trip. If you're anywhere in the area, if you're 45 miles away, if you fly in the Dulles or Ronald Reagan, make the trip. It's that good, I promise you. And then call me, and I'll go buy you lunch there together. Monk's Barbecue, folks, good stuff. By the way, I'm open for advertising, Monk's. If you like what you saw here, just throw me a, some uh, brisket or a check. And we'll call it good. Day 89 that the Facebook Nazis are keeping me hostage. The hostage crisis is well well and alive. And uh, they they will not let me advertise. The reason why is because I say things that they don't like. Usually the truth. And unfortunately, that's not very popular anymore. So they refuse to allow me to advertise truly who I am, what I do. Talk about the clips or maybe put up a controversial meme. They don't want any of that. They want me to walk up there and be a good little boy and not show my tattoos and be clean shaven and say that I've got a new podcast and yippity skippity, wouldn't you join and come on by John Boy and Sarah Ann? Well, guess what? That's not what we do. We tell the truth, at least as far as that I can see it. 
And if I'm wrong, I admit it. And if I'm right, I gloat and I jump around like I am Mr. Universe. But that doesn't mean you should censor me. Facebook, please stop doing what this entire show is going to be about, which is censorship in the media. What has me so fired up? Well, here it is. This is Maxine Waters. Now, no, this is not Marvin Hagler in a dress. This is Maxine Waters. And yes, she is a very strange looking person and she has done what she can to do her hair and get her clothes right and all that other stuff. But still, she's terrifying. Her voice is even worse. Now, nails on a chalkboard is what people have said. Now, that doesn't bother me. Fork on a teeth does kind of bother me. Chewing on aluminum foil. These are all things that make a lot of people itch and go, gah. Maxine Waters makes the back of my throat itch. She makes my spine tingle. She makes me just feel icky. I don't like her voice. The the pitch, the frequency, whatever it is, drives me crazy. So maybe it's a little bit immature for me to go after her looks, but I'm sorry. I promise you that thing comes off and she has bald or it just shows her brain because her alien leaders who planted her here unfortunately did not give her the ability to control her alien voice that pierces my brain like an icicle going through my ear. Not only that, when she does talk, nothing that she says makes sense. She consistently plays the race card. She riles people up and then backpedals, and she creates divisiveness in this country. Now, I believe that there are plenty of strong Democrats in the Democratic Party, and she is not one of them. She has leftist ideals. She is from the California trope. She is from the gain of six, which is the California influence, which is a large influence inside Washington, D.C. She also said some things during Trump's presidency that were absolutely incorrigible. And I'm going to play them for you right now. And I want you to listen to them very, very closely. Actually, I'm not going to play it right now. We're going to wait a second and we're going to come back. We're going to segue into something else, which is... Nazi Germany. And the reason why I bring this up is because it's important and it makes a lot of sense because people keep saying that the media can be trusted. I watch CNN. I watch Fox. I'm going to make a statement right now. Any cable news network, 100%, with no equivocation, with no hesitancy, without any inflection in my voice that shows the negative or positive, just straight down the line truth, they're lying to you. And they're lying to you for one purpose that has three points. The purpose is, is to get you to stay tuned so you can watch more commercials and they can gain market share, period. The three things they're trying to do is stop the truth so you don't leave. Two, tell you what you want to hear so you don't leave. And three, force the people that they don't want on the channel off. And the reason they do that is because the third one conflicts with the other two. They are all in bed together. There is a huge amount of money that changes hands when it comes to media, the editorialists, the newscasters, the writers, but also Hollywood. They have a direct line to the president and the DNC, and the DNC filters information along with the RNC straight to the media. And before they get to the newswire or the AP or eyewitnesses, they wait to say anything until their handlers approve it. There are many emails that from the John Podesta emails in the Hillary Clinton campaign that showed an absolute line between the DNC 
and the Hillary Clinton campaign, where they were asking her permission if they could release things before they did. Or the people on high, the presidents and the CEOs of the company, would send down in board meetings what they could say and not say about Trump in the positive and negative light. I've shown you slides and I've shown you videos and I'll try to link them over here where I talk about how many times they've said the word Trump in a given year, how many times they've said the word hate or race or xenophobia or homophobia. And it's all prescribed and it is all doses dealt out by the advertising and the marketers of these channels. They know just what to say to trigger people. They know just what lever to pull. And they can literally cause a riot or a stock market crash based upon what they talk about for the week. And I'm going to prove it to you tonight. And you have not seen this footage. And if you have, you're already with me. But most people haven't. I want to talk about the comparison contrast between the Nazis and today. The Nazis wanted Germans to support the Nazi dictatorship and believe in Nazi ideals. But that wasn't so in Germany. It wasn't bred in there. The Jews actually ran most of Nazi Germany before World War I. To accomplish this this goal, they tried to control forms of communications through censorship and propaganda. This included control of the newspapers, magazines, books, art, theater, music, movies, and radio, including what then would have been Hollywood. When the Nazis came to power in 1933, the German constitution guaranteed freedom of speech and freedom of the press. I want you to make sure you heard what I just said. The German constitution guaranteed freedom of speech and freedom of the press. How many of you knew that? How many of you knew that Germany modeled a lot of their government based upon the United States? Did anyone know that? So you're talking about a fairly free society, and although they did not necessarily have a democracy or a republic, they did have a bill of rights and a constitution for the people. Most of you probably didn't know that. Through decrees and laws, the Nazis abolished these civil rights and destroyed German democracy. Starting in 1934, it was illegal to criticize the Nazi government. Even telling a joke about Hitler was considered treachery. I would have been put to death for making the comment about just a little hail, Hitler. People in Nazi Germany could not say or write whatever they wanted. Examples of censorship under the Nazis include closing down or taking over anti-Nazi newspapers. Controlling what news appeared in the newspapers, on the radio, and in newsreels. Banning and burning books that the Nazis categorized as un-German. Controlling what soldiers wrote home during World War II. How did the Nazis use propaganda? The Nazis used propaganda to promote their ideas and beliefs beginning in March 1933. The regime tried to centralize its propaganda efforts in a new ministry led by Joseph Goebbels. Goebbels was a huge producer. He used his movies to influence the people. They were more of patriotic. They were, it was a false sense of patriotism. And it wasn't necessarily accurate, but the killing of American soldiers, the killing of Jews and depicting these things in films and creating the enemy and making it very, very clear to the German people who that enemy was, was what Gables did. He was a psychopath. This ministry was called the Reich Ministry of Enlightenment and Propaganda. The Nazis used a variety of propaganda tools to spread Nazism ideas. Examples of propaganda under the Nazis include glorifying Adolf Hitler by using his image on postcards, posters, and in the press. Spreading negative images and ideas about Jews in magazines, films, cartoons, and other media. Making radio more affordable so that Germans could listen to Nazi ideas and news. 
broadcasting Nazi speeches on the radio and public loudspeakers, organizing large and celebratory Nazi parties and rallies, creating groups like the Hitler Youth and League of German Girls that fostered Nazi ideals. How did propaganda and censorship work together? Textbooks are a good example of how propaganda and censorship work together in the Nazi regime. The Nazis used both propaganda and censorship to control what students read in school, including teaching them that today that the Holocaust isn't real, that COVID is the greatest threat to ever face the world, etc., 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 that Columbus was a rapist and a xenophobic and a homophobic, even though those weren't necessarily things of the times at that point. The lies of the educational system are now being prescribed and reflected by the news media and the leftists, and they control the educational systems as the Nazis did. Nazi censors removed from textbooks from classrooms. New textbooks fought students, taught students to obey the Nazi party, love Hitler, and hate Jews. Some of the key dates, 1933, May 10th, Nazi book burnings. During the spring of 93, Nazi university student organizations, professors, and librarians put together long lists of books they thought were un-German. These lists included books written by Jewish authors. They also include books by non-Jewish authors whose ideas conflict with Nazi ideals. On the night of May 10, 1933, Nazis held book burnings. They marched by torchlight and nighttime parades, singing chants and throw books into the huge bonfire. On that night, more than 25,000 books are burned. I'm surprised they didn't tear down any statues. Premiere of the propaganda film Triumph of uh, World War II. Our Will Lenny Reifenstahl's propaganda film Triumph of the Will premieres in the Berlin. The film shows footage taken at 1934 Nazi party rally at Nuremberg. The footage from the rally shows smiling children, cheering crowds, and uniformed Nazis. It features military parades and a speech by Adolf Hitler. Triumph of the Will will become one of the most infamous Nazi propaganda films. September 1939, banning Germans from listening to foreign radio. World War II begins on September 1939, September 1st. Shortly afterwards, the Nazi regime makes listening to foreign radio broadcasts illegal. This is an attempt to control the information Germans hear about the war. Also in 1935, they stopped all phone calls coming out of Germany from Jewish citizens so they could not call loved ones and warn them of what was coming in the impending doom with the Holocaust. Now, have we gotten there? No, but we have Facebook taken away from us. We have one separation in the United States today, and people talk about the right to vote. People talk about the civil rights. But the one thing that separates more than it ever has before is the access to free information. We are becoming regulated. The Internet cannot be afforded by all people. Cannot be, they cannot afford the Internet by all people. People can't afford new computers. People can't afford fancy new phones. They can't keep up with the bandwidth and the data restrictions. They can't keep up with the cost. And information single-handedly is becoming one of the most difficult things for people to access when it used to be absolutely free. At the library, in school, you could go anywhere and pick up a piece of microfilm and research any piece of history you wanted that was in the highest universities. That is no longer the case. Everything is a subscription-based. Everything is, has a cost associated with it. And what you are reading isn't necessarily the unfiltered truth, but it is filtered and completely DuPont plastic compared to what it actually was. We're rewriting history, and we're using editorial to reteach history versus the facts. It's laced with supposition, and it's laced with lies. I'm going to show you this video, and then we're going to get into what actually happened on top of this. And this should scare you. 
But the first thing that should scare you about this is that it's absolutely true. And it happens every single day across all the media stations. I would challenge you, if you have picture in picture, turn on CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, C-SPAN, whatever you want. And watch the stations and watch the, watch the pundits as every morning. They come out and repeat the same things, the same words, the same sentences. Where does that come from? It comes from mass communication from the DNC, and they send all their little Nazi foot soldiers out to spread it across America, and all of you eat it 100% with eyes closed and mouth open, being fed regurgitated garbage, and then you go on Facebook and you repeat it for them and do their bidding. I just saw this today in somebody who's actually a teacher who is cloaking her identity, and I found her out because I have gifts at certain things, that she lives in North Carolina. Her name is Laura, and she's trying to hide her identity, but she's a teacher, and she speaks on Loudoun County schools, and she lambasts people and shuts them down when they say they want to have kids back in school and says that their kids are tyrants and the parents are lazy and they're not teaching them anything, and it's not the teacher's fault. It's your fault because you work and you should be a better parent. Well, she's a teacher, and I wish that I was a horrible human being who would out her and post her information to the school board, but you know what? I'm not that guy. She has a right to say whatever she wants. What she doesn't get to do is tell me that I can't say what I want. My kids should be back in school. They should be back in school nine months ago. They never should have stopped. But unfortunately, this is what's been going on, is that they regurgitate this stuff, and they believe that it's real, and they're too simple to actually look for the truth. And what they complain about us is that we don't take time to raise our kids, which is absolutely not true. They don't take the time to fact check because it's very easy just to read a headline and pretend that it's your idea. This video is from Maxine Waters. I think you will find it extremely interesting and extremely revolting. But first, before we start that, I wanna show you a video clip that was segmented for One Day's News where they took media stations all over the United States and they laced them together. And you can hear that these are news stations that are supposed to bring fresh, straightforward perspectives, minute by minute, second by second, hour by hour, literally reading the exact same thing across the country. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, Our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we are concerned about someone trying to be responsible. One-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 
This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Folks, if that doesn't send a chill up your spine, then this show isn't for you. If this doesn't terrify you beyond reproach, then this show isn't for you. Do you think this is a one-off? Do you think that literally hundreds of stations wrote the exact same thing or that there is somebody pulling the strings, that there is a puppet master to these useless puppets? This is the propaganda. This is what the Nazis did. One message for all and then scare you that this is dangerous for democracy. Why? Because people are challenging their words. People are challenging their stories. Who gives them the exclusive right to decide what's true? And what's not? Because they have the word media? Why do they get to call elections? Why do they get to control the ebb and flow of our economy, our social and socioeconomic pulse and status, social issues, to decide whether they want to cripple a business and crush them, how eyewitnesses are not necessarily fact? How reporters will go into small businesses or go into people's homes and shove the microphones and cameras in their face and ultimately make people put guns in their mouth before facing the ever-pressive and oppressive media. There is something wrong about the fourth estate, and they used to have to report the facts. Now they have to report what's entertaining. And I will give you another example that just happened this week. If you think that was a long time ago, it was two years And it was about Donald Trump and with a fake news trope. And they realized that they were losing viewers. CNN, MSNBC, C-SPAN, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, everybody except Fox News started to see decline in their media. And now it's caught up to Fox News. The American people are turning. I told you this wouldn't be a revolution. It would be something small. And it would start with what we saw in the Capitol, which was horrible and tragic. But people are realizing that isn't the way. You can't fight our government. But what you can do is you can turn the stock market on its ear. You can decide what you want to eat, where you want to go, where you want to shop. And you can use 74 million people to cripple them by choosing not to engage in the smack and the shit that they're peddling. The problem with the media is that they have power because we give it to them. But if we all stop watching and stop consuming and regurgitating what they feed us, it would just be a matter of time before they're begging for us to come back. And that is the backbone that we must have to stay vigilant, to stay frosty, and ensure that we stay on the same target, which is dethrone these people who have too much power to oppress us and tell us what is real and what is not. And the only people who should be telling us that is our own mind and the people who we surround ourselves with, not some talking heads on the media. Democratic politicians in New York erupted in outrage on Thursday evening over a fake quote from Representative Maxine Waters. Now, I want you to listen to me. Maxine Waters made a quote, and I'm going to read it to you, and I'm also going to show it to you at the same time, that absolutely called and incensed the left against Republicans. This is when they went into restaurants and they shouted them down and screamed in their face and spit on them and yelled at them and scream at them, follow them to their cars, and said they were going to rape their wives and kill their family. This is what she started, and many Democrats did the same thing. 
there was an attack on Governor Andrew Cuomo. The quote, which Waters said in 2018, had been altered from her original words, which attacked members of the Trump administration. The viral tweet came on the same day that the state's attorney general said that Cuomo's team had severely undercounted coronavirus deaths in nursing homes in the state by more than 50 A troll Twitter accounted tweet, the fake quote from Waters writing, if you see anybody from the Cuomo administration in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome anymore anywhere. Waters originally said those remarks in June 2018, but she made them about Trump administration officials and not members of the Cuomo administration. The thing is, is that Twitter exploded over this and people are so daft and so naive. And when I saw these words, I chuckled because I have heard this thing and it is emblazoned in my brain and it is tattooed on my freaking cortex and I can't get rid of this woman's voice. And I'm now going to do it to you because these are her words coming back to haunt her. And this person may be a troll, but he used them against Cuomo and then the liberals melted down, which shows you how hypocritical they are. The people are going to turn on them. They're going to protest. They're going to absolutely harass them until they decide that they're going to tell the president, no, I can't hang with you. Our issue is strong borders, no crime. Their issue is open borders. Let MS-13 all over our country. That's what's going to happen if you listen to them. So those are her words coming back to haunt. And I think it's fantastic that this troll did this. I'm not a big fan of trolls, but sometimes they do strike gold and come out from underneath their bridge and do good things. Democrats in the state of New York, including at least one federal official representing the state, responded in anger to the tweet. Although in some cases it was not exactly clear if they believed the quote was real. Former Pete Buttigieg, advisor of Liz Smith, wrote, way, way over the line, especially in light of what happened on the Capitol on January 6th. New York Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul said, this is encouraging violence against public officials, plain and simple. Absolutely disgusting. No tolerance for this. Haven't we learned the lessons from Washington, D.C. just weeks ago? Are we hearing a theme? Are you seeing it? Are you hearing it? The same thing is what they're saying. Then Democratic Senator Jamal T. Bailey. This is more than tone deaf, especially considering what happened in the recent days. This is unacceptable and ridiculous. Read the room. Once again, the talking points have come out. The DNC has told them what to say, and then they all get on and repeat the exact same thing, just like we saw in the media station. I've got 60 more examples. I'm just going to give you a few more. Council Speaker Corey Johnson, the terrifying events of the last month have shown us more clearly than ever that words have consequences. This sort of targeting and incitement is simply wrong and totally unacceptable. 
They're completely unabashed by how absolutely ridiculous they are. This wasn't even real. This was one of their people who said that, and none of them condemn Maxine Waters. Not one of them have condemned any of the Antifa riots or BLM riots or burning down our country. None of them. Speaker of the New York State Assembly, Carol Hesty, wrote, This is appalling and dangerous. Encouraging violence must never be tolerated. Shame on whoever is behind this kind of garbage. This just happened at the Capitol. Every single one of them have the exact same formula. Either they're all freaking just like sharing the same brain or they're sharing the same brain. Assemblywoman Jennifer Rajkumar wrote, This kind of incitement to violence against government leaders must stop, especially after the recent siege at the U.S. Capitol. We must condemn these types of threats. They endanger our democracy. This is not who we're where, this is not who we are, and we can do better. Washington Free Beacon reporter Alex Griswold noted, As a congressman who lived through the insurrection against the U.S. Congress, I am appalled by the tweet below, which is an invitation to violence against public officials. We must all denounce in no uncertain terms any attempt at inciting political violence. Listen, I can go on. There's 60 of them. I can read them all day long. That right there, if anything, should tell you that what you're hearing, it's lies. It's stage, it's theater, it's pomp and circumstance. And this used to be normal. And we would say, oh, this is just politics. But that's not what it is anymore. It's just simply propaganda. There are liberals. There's people who I know, Democrats, liberals, leftists, who are on Facebook right now saying that people are calling for the extermination of liberals on the right. And nobody said anything. This was actually said by a Democratic congresswoman two years ago. And they weren't upset. They weren't enraged. When the Bernie Sanders supporters shot Steve Calise and opened fire on Republicans, the Democrats didn't say anything at all. But the Capitol riots happened, and all of a sudden, it's a tragic event, and it's, it's, it's circumventing our democracy. But then burning down Washington, D.C. and 50 other capitals was no problem. Oregon's still on fire. They're still rioting. And nobody has condemned it. And Joe Biden hasn't come out and debated. De- uh, condemned it. And we sit here and hold Trump accountable that he was supporting white supremacists when that's not what he was doing. And everyone knows that. But that is what the media does. And I said this a long time ago. Yes, Donald Trump was a sanctimonious ass and he was conceited and arrogant, but he was also an amazing president. And time will show you that. Everyone hated Nixon too. Not a lot of people loved Bill Clinton when it came to his policies, but loved him because he could play the saxophone. And he said, I'm Monica, I love you. Why don't you come down, pet daddy's pecker? That is not what makes a good president. Kennedy was more of a Republican than a Democrat. Let's go through Kennedy's history. You want to know about Kennedy? Democrats love him. He was a Republican. Ronald Reagan was more of a Democrat. The problem is it's his talking points. Kennedy was against abortion. He didn't believe, not in civil rights, but he didn't believe in forced affirmative action. He was not a fan of it at all. He believed in separation of church and state, but he believed in the power of God. He was a capitalist. But the media has changed things. The party of the Ku Klux Klan, Jim Crow laws against civil rights, that was actually the Democrats, but they've changed the narrative that there was this big switch in the 50s during the civil rights movement in the 60s, and there wasn't one. History is being changed by people who have an agenda. And unless we wake up and actually hold these people accountable or turn this crap off, we are going to be a nation that is truly lost and we are going to hate the wrong people. 
We're going to be focusing our anger on the wrong people. And right now it is directed at each other when it should be directed at the people who are telling us these blatant lies and force feeding us this regurgitated nonsense that is not true, that is not factual, and does the American people no good. And that is the truly large and ever-present danger to our democracy. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Let's have a great win from the avalanche. I hope you had a good time. If you didn't like my show, tough. Just don't unfriend me. Come on back. Give me another try. You may like it next time. Maybe this time just wasn't your cup of tea, but at least it was truthful, honest, and accurate. Folks, you can go ahead and subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you want. Please do and follow. You'll get my updates. I will go live next week, and I promise I will be there for you, but I've got a game to watch in less than one minute. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. That is the truth. And you have a way you can help them. You can call Veteran Crisis Hotline and have that vet get the support they need or civilian. You don't have to be a veteran to call VCL. If you don't have the means to do that, reach out to me and I'll make that call with you. Or you can go to Veteran Crisis Hotline and or you can go to my website. Don't unfriend me. Click on the Veteran Crisis Hotline link and you'll be connected to a VCL operator live for free. Folks, that is it for my show tonight. Once again, thank you so much for being here. I will be back on Monday for another tantalizing and fun-filled episode until then reach out to a friend that you said goodbye to reach out to a trump supporter or a biden supporter put your arms around him and tell him you love him stop listening to the media stop regurgitating things that aren't fact and focus on the things that are important which are your neighbor your family your friends and your god have a wonderful day i will see you monday Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point <laughs>